Welcome back to the Mail-In Podcast, the Christmas edition that's not filled with very many Christmas questions. So we, I think we've covered a lot of them in the last couple of episodes, though, you know? I think this is just a regular old mail-in. Regular old mail-in. We had a lot of Christmas questions last. We did. I think I was aged for Christmas, so the Christmas and questions were kind of like... still have Christmas questions at this point, yeah, you're it's like getting... shipping. We can't really help you at this point. We're yeah. Just, now you just have to get a gift card. I know. Uh, and it, like a online gift card. You're... Well, I'm polishing some up today uh, in person. Christmas yeah, you can, you can do the in-person thing, but mm-hmm. you can't order anything at this point. No. It's over. SOL. Now and... we're getting the emails from people being like, miss everything? Here's an online gift card. Mm-hmm. Are you much of a post-Christmas shopper? Caroline introduced me to that concept. Like, they're, One of their things as a family would be to go like the 26th and go take advantage of deals. So we were when we were younger, but then like Black Friday kind of eclipsed that. Mm, okay. I have very strong memories of my mom like going to – there was a department store in Texas. I don't know how – Worldwide, it was. I don't. I think it was pretty local to Texas. Called Foley's. Macy's. Oh, but it was like a Macy's or a Dillard's. Sure. Does Dillard's exist other places? Yeah. Okay. Called Foley's, mm-hmm. and I remember being in Foley's. I was probably like six, and we were uh, buying like Christmas spode and stuff like that because it was all. Oh, it was all discounted. Way marked down. Yeah. And I kind of remember feeling kind of icky about it. Ooh. Not that. Not that it was marked down. That's great. But you're like, yeah. man, this kind of, the day after Christmas really hits you. Yeah. Which I think other, like the UK has the Boxing Day, the day after Christmas. Crazy to me. UK and, and it's like, what a great way to like keep the holidays going, Boxing Day. Isn't it, you put everything away though? Yeah, but like, I feel like people just still don't, like you're still like celebrating. That's they, true. We went over there on Boxing Day, actually, mm-hmm. two years ago, and every single team, uh, Premier League team, plays that day, so we went to a soccer match. Oh, that's fun. And people are just still like, I don't know, in the spirit. Yeah. Like, you shit about stuff. You definitely have it off from work. like Yeah. You know. I, it's like that here, too. It's just, it's it's really sad to be in a mall the day after Christmas. You're like, wow, this sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we as a family we kind of did the same thing y'all did where it was we went to like a hockey game or a mm-hmm. football game. That was always like maybe one of the Christmas presents you'd get. Yeah. And then the 26th, 27th was always we we'd go out to Buffalo and see a Sabres game or or something yeah. like that. Always like enjoy doing that. Yeah, but I think Black Friday overtook post-Christmas shopping. I think it still exists. Mm-hmm. But because so much of like our world exists online now, it does. That like Black Friday, Cyber Monday has like overtaken the like post Christmas rush. Mm-hmm. That's true. And I think if you look at the past couple of years with how insane everything's gotten with online shopping, I think people are just ready to stop spending money at that point. Yeah, it's nuts. It's like the Wednesday before Thanksgiving is now Black Friday. Yeah. Have you know, like all the deals just start. Have you ever waited in a Black Friday line like no. at like a Best Buy? Never. No, me neither. But. I always was curious about it because, like, some people in my, not like my immediate family, but I had like an aunt who would. Yeah. I never did. Um, but I remember a couple, this was probably like eight years ago at the peak of like waiting in line mm. at Black Friday. Yep. I was driving home from my parents um, on Thanksgiving night to Austin and between my parents' house and where I live in Austin or where I lived in Austin at the time. Uh, was an outlet mall in Round Rock. Sure, okay. And I remember looking over and seeing like tons of cars waiting to get in oh my to the God. outlet mall to like park, and it yeah. was like nine o'clock at night for like Black Friday what deals. And world. I was like, "This is my hell." Would be doing I can't that imagine. I cannot imagine doing that. Like, I I get it. Like maybe it's a tradition where you go camp Ugh, out. Sounds but terrible. I'd rather be on my couch. Slamming leftovers from Thanksgiving exactly. and sleeping in the next day. Exactly. Ugh. Um, hey, we're the mail-in podcast. Yeah. Just about to mail it in for the rest of the year. You know what I'm saying, Sally? Are we recording any more episodes this year? No. Okay. See you next year. See you next year. And I I did drunkenly ask people on Friday if they wanted a female in episode. And then um, 
put it out there and then didn't realize that we had several scheduling conflicts. <laughs> we Yeah, there's a, just a couple. But it was I like the thought. Because people have to go home for the holidays, and I just assumed that everyone would be ready to record. So there will be a female in, in January. We'll pick a day. Mm-hmm. Ideally, the first week of January. And we'll give everyone ample notice. Because your boy is going to Park City. Yeah. First so week of January. We'll, we'll try the first week of January. Beautiful. We are the Mail In Podcast, and we do our best to answer your questions. Whether you're 20, 30, 40, you have questions that you need help with, we are here to do just that. Help us out by telling a friend about the Mail In Podcast. Maybe send them a clip, maybe a segment that made sense. Hit subscribe on iTunes and follow on Spotify. Maybe hit the hotline number. Leave a voicemail. We have a couple of them today. 888-362-MAIL. That's 888-362-6245. Or you can write in at the link in the Twitter bio at Mail In Podcast. Sally, are you ready to go? Let's do it. Hey, guys. My husband and I are visiting my parents for the holidays, staying overnight since we live in a different state. Last time we visited, we could hear my parents having sex in their room, which is directly above the guest room where we sleep. Oh, boy. It made us super uncomfortable, and I'm dreading a possible repeat of the situation. Would love your thoughts on a possible approach. Do you maybe have an awkward conversation? Bring a little white noise machine and hope for the best? Let me know. Man, congrats on the sex. Congrats on yeah. parents. If your parents are not only doing the holidays with you and hosting people and still want to get after it, good for them. Yeah. Shouts to their that love. Um, I think this totally depends on the relationship you have with your parents. Like, I think I'm close enough with my mom that if this happened to us, mm. I'd be like, hey. Keep like, it in your pants for just a, just a night if you can. Yeah, like maybe wait on the sex till after we leave. Mm-hmm. Like side-handed handed comment but you don't want to like discourage them from having sex no no here's what i do i i go at it with my significant other and just be as loud as you can how about that really turn the tables around on them i wouldn't actually do that but what i wouldn't actually do that yeah i (laughs) that's that's the funny advice that i would give that i would not follow you could just try to one-up them um if you and your husband are comfortable doing it i (laughs) If you're not willing to like confront them, I think bringing a white noise machine or like watching TV on your laptop with like noise canceling headphones is probably the move. Okay. What about like trying to let them know that the walls are close enough so you can hear? So maybe like drop a water bottle or something. Or so they know they're like, ooh, or I heard like that. before they go to bed and you're in bed too, being like, hey, like, can you turn on the TV in there? Or like, hey, can you stop stomping around up there? I can hear you. <laughs> Just like doing via the old a little text. Like, yeah. stop watching Fox News. We can hear it really loudly. Uh, I see. Yeah. You, I mean, you could try that. But... You could try that. Or you could just be blunt. Be like, if it was my mom, I, I would probably tell her. <laughs> I'd probably be like, we heard you having sex last year. Oh, gosh. Wait till t- tomorrow. Yeah, just one day, please. I love that you guys but are doing what like you're doing. But it would be like funny because we have a good relationship. But yeah. I think it just depends. If you're like more awkward with your parents and that mm-hmm. you know that that's going to like make your mom or dad get really awkward, then just bring a white noise machine you could. or noise canceling headphones or earplugs. Oh, God. Can you, I can't sleep in headphones though. Can you? Like, No, I'm just saying like to go to sleep. Like you're, oh, Maybe you're like watching a TV show on your laptop with noise canceling headphones. I'm really into um, falling asleep to podcasts. I used uh-huh. to only be able to fall asleep to TV. Now I fall asleep to podcasts where it's like literally my phone is next to my ear. Yeah. And I have to fall asleep listening to something every night. Um, yeah, I've fallen asleep recently to some meditations, some sleep oh, meditations okay. when I can't sleep. There you go. But I don't know. What would you do in this situation? Would you, I would, would you honestly, tell the person like – No. Yeah. I would try to make enough noise myself, not like with my significant other girlfriend. But just like – Walking around, walk around, maybe like close untagging. a closet a little yeah. aggressively, so they they can hear you, and know that oh we probably can't. But be they're too loud. below them. If if you're if you're in the room above, do you think you can hear as much what's going on in the room below you? I think so. Maybe like you can't you can't hear like a headboard squeaking around, but right. So I'm like, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. I would try to make noise, and if that doesn't work. I, I if you maybe call, at breakfast you, I'd be like, uh, "Energy guys moving some furniture up there or something like that." Try to make yeah, it. Yeah, but then they like have to listen to them have sex the night before. Yeah, yeah. Then you're just like staring at the ceiling. Oh my god. I don't know. Shouts to them. 
I know this is a, this totally is dependent on your relationship with your parents. Yeah, that's fair. That's so fair. Just take the route that's less awkward for you. Either confront them directly as a joke, making it jokingly, or avoid it at all costs and bring something to distract yourself. Her poor husband in this situation. Like, what what can he do? He's just like he has to just see. I sit think, there and I don't think Will would ever tell my parents that. No. But I like my brother in law, who's actually two of my brothers in law. Okay. Would probably say something to my parents. Oh, really? Yeah, I think that they feel comfortable enough. That's fun. That's fun. It's not, I don't think it's not that Will doesn't feel comfortable enough for my parents. I think he just like doesn't feel like it's his place. I see. You know what you could do though? What? Um, like to get maybe your parents as a gift to really let them know that you heard them. Uh, what? How about some Roman swipes? So that so you're like acknowledging and possibly like encouraging it yes exactly okay but sneaky acknowledging it because when the moment for intimacy arrives you need to be roman ready whether you've been in a relationship for years or are just getting started having the confidence that comes from preparation means you're free to enjoy the moment when the moment comes sally even though you're far from ordinary the truth is that ed is really common in fact 52 percent of guys aged 40 to 70 experience some sort of erectile dysfunction that's a lot of guys. That's over half. Over half. Go to GetRoman.com slash mail-in now to speak to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional about erectile dysfunction and get 15% off or $15 off your first month of treatment. Like I said, 52% of men between the ages of 40 and 70 will experience some form of ED. So maybe it's one of you out there or maybe one of your dads. Maybe it's it's your dad who was who was having sex with your mom at, at the holidays, and you'd hear it. Yeah, doesn't sound like he needs this, but this can never not help. Can Correct. never hurt. The benefits of ED treatment can help you reconnect with your partner and rediscover the joy of sex. Roman Ready is confidence personified. It is the self assurance that comes from knowing you've prepared yourself for the moment when intimacy arrives. And the best part is Roman's system is completely confidential and totally discreet. No big logos or labels on packages. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional, like you said, will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, convenient, and discreet. And getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash mail-in and complete an online visit. Again, it's simple. It's easy. And be more confident in the bedroom by connecting with a U.S. licensed healthcare professional to take care of your situation. Go to GetRoman.com slash mail-in today. And if you're prescribed, you get $15 off your first month of ED treatment. Make sure you're ready to have confidence control this winter. Roman, ready. How about a voicemail cell? Let's do it. Hey, guys. One question. Are you guys eat meals on the couch type of people? My wife thinks this is trash, but I grew up in this kind of family. What's the move? Is eating on your furniture trash? Thanks. I like to think of this guy having an argument with his his spouse and being like, well, you know what? I'm going to ask Brett to Sally about this. And then once he gets the all clear, he's going to be like, see? See? What do you think? So I, I do this all the time. Absolutely. So I... Part of it, I don't know that if it's like my family grew up this way, but I did grow up in a family because there was five of us that we rarely all sat down for dinner at the exact same time. Mm-hmm. Like we were it's not hard. one of those families that like had a chair that they sat in. Right. It's one, we were too big, but also like between people like going in and out for like activities and stuff like that. It was mm-hmm. like people had made dinner and maybe you were eating with like one other sibling or your parent or whatever, but like rarely were we all eating at the same time. Right. Number one. So I think because we had less of a like traditional dinner structure, I think this is why this doesn't bother me as much. Mm -hmm. Number two, I think uh, living by myself for a really long time (laughs) up until I like lived with Will is this is what I did. It's like you're not going to like live by yourself and like eat at a table or at least like Mm -hmm. I never did. But I'm also noted like trash move and I've done this way less probably in the last year, especially since having a kid. But I used to like eat in bed, which people Ooh, really have a problem with. That is a no-no for me. Which is pretty gross. 
when you think about it. But we also like let my dog into the bed, so like we do a lot of like see dog. I just like pinch my sheets every like two days. But crumbs, man. You ever, are you, ever, you ever lean over on a crumb of a Nutrigrain oats bar and be like, oh, no, I don't want that. I think I did this a lot more in our old place because we had a smaller couch, less of a setup. We didn't mm-hmm. really have a dining room table. We did for a little bit. We got rid of the table. Um, it was in Washed Media it's HQ. Washed for, Media it actually HQ. still is. Yeah. When I lived by myself in school and in, in our old apartment – I didn't really have a table and Will would be in the living room like doing stuff on the couch. Mm -hmm. And so I would hang out in our bedroom like watch TV. And I like to like watch TV and like wind down while I eat. So I would eat in bed would like really irk Will. It only took a couple. And I think it – I have since grown up because I think you're right. The crumbs, the possibility of spilling something. I spilled – like early on in quarantine, I spilled like an entire – Glass of red wine all oh. over our brand new white sheets. <laughs> and you no longer have those white sheets, do you? No. And oh, yeah. we we had to get multiple new sets of white sheets since then. Um, <laughs> so I will say that I have grown out of that. Okay. But I don't mind eating on the couch or like at our coffee table on the couch situation. That, that's for my money. That's where I kind of live. Right. Is the coffee. T- I don't necessarily eat like leaned back on the couch right. with a plate on my chest like this, I am kind of leaned over on my coffee table style yeah. method. Um, I would say we do it about half and half. We don't get in arguments about it, but there will be days where Will's like, hey, can we like have dinner together tonight? Like, let's like eat. Was at, Will, at was his counter. family like you eat at the dinner table Um, kind of guys? I think. I'm yeah. not totally sure. Okay. Um. We don't talk about it that much, but like, I well, like last night we ate um, sitting at our counter. So we don't mm-hmm. we don't currently have a dining room table either in our current apartment, but okay. we do have like four bar stools and like a large kitchen counter. So yeah, we normally yeah, yeah. either eat there or eat at the coffee table. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we eat like at our kitchen counter, it's like we're having dinner together. We obviously don't have like a full dining room table like set up and like make dinner. I think that that's probably where we're headed eventually. We're like one night a week when we have a house or something like that mm-hmm. would like set the table and like have dinner. Yeah. Really go for it. But in an attempt to like lessen our technology time or screen time, we're trying to like have dinner more with each other mm-hmm. and like talk and eat and be be present. Be present. Not only that, but then I think you also add in the like you could possibly spill shit, and that's really annoying. And yeah. part of it too is that we have a nice new couch, and Will's very anal about it and doesn't want anything spilled on it. So that's fair. That's yeah. fair. I think my favorite place to eat is uh, like a high top, you know, island or bar. Yeah. Situation, especially like I have that in my house. Yeah. And when I get home, you know, if I work from home for an afternoon, post up with my computer there and and have the, you know, food or snack off to the side. Right. And then that's I'll also do that at my my dining room table if I want to eat dinner if I'm eating like a like a sushi for example takeout sushi mm-hmm. I'll eat at the dining room table because the risk of you know soy sauce drops dripping oh for sure yeah the, if there's if there's a risk of mess I will eat by myself at my dining room table with like the TV on the background I do think this changes as you have kids too because you really cannot be eating. On the couch as a child, like kids yeah, can't be no, trusted. No, 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 no. You need to you high chair that. So, like, I think I'm as I'm friend. growing up, <laughs> growing up at the age of 32, but like as we've had a kid, I realize right. that that's all changing. And because now Fritz, we really feed him before we eat, but like eventually he'll eat at the same time we do. It's like we can't put a high chair in our living room, yeah, and like expect him to like not throw shit. No, you can't. You can't. And and we have. The added like annoyance of a dog and Rosie will like get up on the couch and try to snatch. Told, it oh me. yeah, yep. This changes with dogs. This, so I I get it, but I'm but, not. It's not a move I hate. We'll do I'm it. A often. Trash human. I I do think it's a lazy like cozy move. Sure, but I'm not going to shit on somebody for doing it. No, it, it's a move where if something's on TV, like a football game, a game wanna, is like yeah. a perfect example. Yeah. It's something that like you can't. 
pause because you want to be live. Like we we ate first yesterday before going and watching The Bachelorette because like we all had to watch it. So, and we we could start that later. It didn't matter. But like if there's like a game or something like live that we are trying to watch, yeah, and we we're eating pizza, like who cares? Mm -hmm. You know, totally, totally. Um, I will say I've 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 eaten bed before, but it's very specifically only when I'm in a hotel. And only when I order like late night pizza, yeah, because you do you don't you're not gonna eat it well, like the random like, hotel furniture, but right. I'll just sit in bed, watch t- watch TV, and eat pizza. That's that's the a hundred percent the only time I ever eat in bed. Yeah, but I love doing it. Yeah, I mean it's cozy. Yeah, as it's hell. cozy. I when I lived by myself in school, I didn't have any sort of table or like couch or anything. So I actually I did have a table. I had a table but no couch, so I ate in bed a lot, and I really should have been eating at the table. But it like felt really depressing to like eat in my kitchenette table instead of like my room with my TV because I was alone. Gotcha. So I was like, I'm not gonna sit here and not watch something or distract myself. You know. Gotcha. Kind of come to an agreement there. It's not a not a trash move. I think you should be allowed to do it, and there are exceptions to when you shouldn't. I agree. Fair. Yes. Let's do the next one, Sal. Hey, mail-in crew. I'm almost 28 years old and considering moving to my own apartment. I currently have a roommate who has been my best friend since college. No bad blood, just ready for my own space. The only problem is that he recently took a very significant pay cut for a career change and has told me he cannot afford to live alone. Is it a trash move to still look for my own place? For background, he works 100% remote and has other family members he could live with. How do you handle the conversation of moving on from your buddy? 28 is a great age to go off on your own. I think that's probably time, honestly, because you have like lived the post-college life with friends. And 28, it's easy, especially if you're in a relationship, to kind of like move on. But honestly, I think everyone should live by themselves at some point in their life. One like, million percent. You agree. have so much to like learn from yourself and about yourself and living by yourself is an important like stepping stone to your independence. You should absolutely do it before you get married. You need to like know how you live without the context of somebody else. Yeah. Um Obviously, you don't have to, like, feed your friend all of that information. But I think just saying, like, hey, man, I'm really, like, living with you has been great. I really need my own place. I almost think it might help, though. Yeah. And giving him giving him those reasons, like, hey, man, I'm 20, like, I'm 28. I understand that it's difficult for you to live alone, but it's not like it's just you and I here. You know, if you need a yeah. roommate, you can. Uh, there's plenty of, of ways to do that. Right. But I need to go, I need to go find out who I am on my own and live live by myself and really like I, I am in a position where I want to do that and I'll still be here for you like I'll, there's there's not moving out of the city per se but I need to figure out shit on my own and I'm 28 and that's a perfect time to do it perfect yeah. time to do it I don't even know if you have to have the full conversation just be like hey I'm gonna like when yeah. our lease is up I'm gonna start looking for places I really think it's time for me to live alone yeah I, my brother has recently gone through this. So he lived in a house with four guys lived there, like basically since he was post-law school. Sure. And they have like seen changes in who's lived there based on just like life events, people moving away or people getting married. Um, and have they've always like found someone else to take over the house. Mm-hmm. And so Harry's gone through a couple changes probably in the three years or four years that he's lived there. And last year – he said the same thing to his roommates. He was like, when our lease is up, y'all can find someone to take my place, but I'm moving out. So, like, yeah. do what you need to do. And, I, like, that's what he did. Moved into a new place. Couldn't be happier. But, like, it's it's kind of a rite of passage. If you feel like you need to explain yourself, then do. I think all of those reasons are valid. Mm-hmm. But as much as you have allegiance to him, he's your best friend, your roommate, like, you've been through everything together, but you don't. You're not required to live with him just because he may not be able to, like, make the rent. Like, yeah. he – part of him growing up is, like, maybe living somewhere that's more affordable or, like, living mm-hmm. with a parent or whatever. Like, 
that's going to help him grow. And it's not on you to like be his crutch. Correct. Correct. And shouts to you for feeling that close with your buddy and and, and being like, hey, I, I, it's like a decision to make. It's not just super easy or otherwise you wouldn't be asking the question. Right. So I, I appreciate the dedication you have to him. But flip side, he'll probably not only understand, he'll be like pumped for you in a yeah. way. He'll he'll be disappointed that you're not boys every morning, you know, right. watching ESPN, but he gets it. Yeah. You know, he's he's smart enough to to go through a career change and, and know that maybe I'll take a pay cut, but in the long run it's gonna be more fulfilling and more right. rewarding and whatever. So he gets, you know, making changes in your life to to me more satisfactory to to what you need to go through. And right. so I think I understand the anxiety over the conversation, but I think it's going to be easier than you would expect. And yeah. you don't need to have an hour long conversation. It's just yeah. going to be like, Hey, let's grab a beer and I'm looking for a place on my own. Yeah. Nothing against you. Not living with another roommate, not moving out of the city. Need a place on my own. Yeah. Arguably it's like more awkward to have a conversation if you like Make are leaving to yeah. like, live with someone else yeah that's that yeah. that's way more uncomfortable because then, then you, you have to be like do you have to explain yourself right but you just want to live alone that's perfectly normal super normal super easy and a perfect time to do it yeah 28 granted people are different life stages and people have different financial situations at 28 but by and large if you want to build a bell curve out of this i'd say that's a pretty standard move out on your own age for sure um you know you could get them if you feel that badly what? For Christmas, a movement watch oh, to okay. ease some of the pain. Of like, not here's being... a watch, but I'm moving. It Always out. remember me. You can engrave it, even if you That's want. That's like I I heard that movement watches were like the go to gift if you're moving out because of the movement. Yes. Nice. Wow. Wow. You didn't even realize you They're did that. They're gonna be huh? so happy we threw that in there. Because holy shit, it's almost Christmas and the holidays, Sally. And movement, the original watch brand, to break all the rules. Started by two college dropouts who didn't want to overpay for a nice watch, has you covered and your roommate. Now they're bringing you the sleekest, most quality gifts of the season with hundreds of watches, blue light glasses, sunnies, and fine jewelry styles to choose from. Stuff your stockings, impress your family, wow your partners, or treat yourself because we know you're dressing up with the perfect gift from Movement. And Movement's making it easy. Beautiful curated gift boxes, his and hers gift guides, and free quick shipping. Right to your door, just in time for the holidays. I am all in on rose gold, white back, and uh, like brown leather band. I've had different iterations of that Movement watch for years now, Mm -hmm. and I will continue to have different iterations of that watch for years because it's just my go-to. It's, it works casually. It works dressed up. It works dressed down. I wore it to my buddy's wedding. Sally has black tie. I wore that watch to his wedding. But then you like wore it during the daytime too. I did. It's a day to night watch. It's a it's a day to night. It's a it, it's a morning after it's a, watch. It's a if night you really to day want. watch too. You know what? Like you it's think a four hour watch. Not to like a is is shacker still a term you can use? Yes. Uh. It's not offensive, right? It's just right. A, it, it's a noun. Yeah, she's shack. a shacker. He's a shacker. Anybody can shack. Anybody can shack. Radio Shack is not around anymore. That's offensive. Yeah. Not that they did anything, but um as a shacker, I never really was into that that game. I don't know if you were too, so I'm asking you as in plural. Uh-huh. Was would you ever steal a watch? Or not steal, but be like, "Oh, this is my this is your big t-shirt and now this is my watch." Is like oh. I'm I remember you the next day. Yeah, but like a watch is so integral to someone's style. It is. And if someone stole my movement watch, I'd be mad. Right. Right. I mean, you could do it if you saw somebody has like a dope movement watch, but they would probably come come at you. Or you want them to. You take their watch and like, oh, now you have to go on another date with me. Yeah. How about that? Maybe we just started a movement, Sally. <laughs> with movement watches... They are my favorite gift this holiday season. And they're designed in-house and are super sleek, clean, and won't break your bank since they started just $95. Clean, minimal designs, and quality products is only what you can expect from Movement. And they've sold almost 2 million watches in over 160 countries, so you know there's plenty of satisfied customers out there. Be the big winner this holiday season with a gift from Movement. 
Go to MVMT.com slash mail-in. That's MVMT.com slash mail-in to join the movement today. How about a voicemail, Sal? Let's go. What's up, Brett? I know you're a big skier, and so I feel like this is kind of applicable. I uh, I just recently learned to ski. Um, I've skied now five days of my life, and I just keep kind of equating it back to golf because, like, I just you look around at a golf course and you're always jealous of the guy that's just like putting on a stripe show, just like on a ski mountain. You're just so jealous of the guy that it's just making it look so much more effortless than you. So my question is, what skill or hobby? Do you always wish you would have gotten better at? What skill or hobby? And shouts to this guy for picking up skiing. It is, as you know, my favorite activity, Sally. Followed closely by golf. Mm-hmm. What skill or hobby, looking back maybe, do you wish, like, man, I really wish I got into that, so now you would be more of an expert at? And my are you, answer... is your answer embroidery? No. <laughs> no, we gave we quit the embroidery game, unfortunately. Oh, okay. Sewing might be one of them, though. Oh, okay. Uh, my friend Aaron got into sewing right around the time of quarantine, like mm-hmm. pre-quarantine, but then she got really into it during quarantine. She legit makes all of her and her husband's clothes, and they all look awesome. Like like a T-shirt she can just whip up? Yes. She That's made nuts. him like a, like a wax jacket, and it's awesome. What? Like her coat. She made her own coat. Like she made her own swimsuit. I was like... And they look so That's good. It's not so like cool. that. The thing about like, and this is why I think sewing would be great because you look at something and you're like, oh, I can make that and tailor it to fit myself and pick the fabric mm-hmm. and probably make it for less than what it costs. A hundred, one million percent. She calls them me, me maids and okay. um, they look like their whole wardrobe, both her and Jeff look awesome. That is so cool. Can you like DM me a, a picture of her? clothing at some point because i want to see like how good it looked yeah she made us when we went to mexico she made us all swimsuit cover-ups like the girls yeah and i was like this is just like such a good skill that's so cool plus i wasn't even gonna say sewing and then you brought up embroidery and now i'm like very on the sewing train Mm, there's a lot of things like it would be great for when you have a kid and you like they're growing out of everything and you want to like make them clothes or Will's like sweatpants had a hole in them the other day, and I'm like, oh, we should just like get the they're pretty new, like we should just mm, stitch okay. those up. And like, if you know how to sew, then you just like fix it. Easy. You don't have to like go to a seamstress, like, she can tailor her own pants, so like they're so too long. Cool. Like, okay, I'll just hem them really fast. Yeah, saves you cash. That's a great, great skill to have. And it, it's not like I couldn't get into it now. I don't think it's yeah. something, I think it's something that's pretty um teachable and like easy to learn just because there's a lot of content online that you can like follow sure um like how-to videos on youtube and she follows like a lot of instagrams that like have patterns and stuff okay it's time consuming though like i wish i would have learned it's time consuming to learn like as are most things but um i wish i would have learned when i was like a teenager and then Mm -hmm. you know you just kind of have that skill. Exactly. You're just a go-to for for multitudes of people because you're like, oh, you're the girl that can that can whip this up. Right. No time. I think the other thing, my original answer, and I maintain this is probably tennis. And I played at tennis Ooh, okay. as a kid, and like throughout middle school, I was not on our tennis team in high school, but like I still played. Mm-hmm. But I really let go of it, like in high school, because I was doing cheerleading and stuff. Shouts. I. I could like hit a forehand and a backhand and maybe serve, mm-hmm. but like it would be bad. Yeah, that's tough. And like I, I want to play like just at a social level, like to go play tennis with people. I'm not like trying to. Like my brother in law Drew, who's just like good at a lot of stuff, is like currently like playing in tennis tournaments and stuff. Like I'm not trying yeah. to do that. Like I'm just trying to like go play some doubles with some friends. You I know? see. We thought about actually on that same front getting involved in some pickleball. Yeah, pickleball I think is a little bit more approachable. Yeah, and we're like, should we invite Drew because he's good, or should we not invite Drew because he would win and be competitive? I pickleball is fun, and I think easier to pick up as an adult. Like 
Sure. I used to take tennis lessons as a kid. And, like, you know, there's so many, like, you can play, but to be good, you have to, like, devote a lot of time to it. Yeah, totally. Totally. Um, to be, like, acing people and shit. You know, oh, like, if I, you ace somebody, I could probably it's like, rally for a little <laughs> bit, but, like, I'm not, no one's, like, I'm not winning points off people. <laughs> I would say those are probably my two. I, okay. I think for us, Will and I have talked about, for Fritz, like, getting him into golf early, like Will was. Will was into golf really early because his mom was a golfer, and she, like, got him, one, liking the golf game, but two, just playing early, which I think has helped Will. Like, Will's not the best golfer, and a lot of it's because he doesn't golf nearly as much as he used to. Sure. But he at least has some background of yeah. skill. Um, You know, like, again, Drew, brother-in-law, is, like, an amazing golfer. Very good. And part of the reason that he is still so good is because he plays all the time. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, my dad, who picked up golf late in life, is, like, a is a good golfer, but, like, it Get took around. a yeah. lot of skill and practice, like, a ton of practice. And, like, it's a big money suck when you're older and trying to learn, and so you're having to, like, buy new clubs and buy, you know, like, get lessons, et cetera. Like, Will can go play, and it's not going to, like, be the end of the world. Whereas, like, my brother, mm-hmm. who doesn't golf, probably will never golf because he, like, doesn't want to, like, put it forth the time and money to, like, learn how to play. Sure. It's, it's tough to – golf is very, very difficult to pick up like off from not playing as right. as an older person cuz even like I played golf for 20 years now mm-hmm. and I'm not good. Right. You know I can get I'm like well we can get around like, we can shoot and we can have fun and, and, you and can score go out but, with friends and not be like hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, 12 shot holes, mm-hmm. you know. But it's really really difficult to just pick up even if you're an athlete. Like it's yeah. not one of those sports where Pickleball, you can be athletic and hand-eye coordination and probably figure something out pretty quickly. But pickleball, you can also golf, be like man, me and still play. Yeah, totally. And the stakes can be low. I think golf, for me, is too intimidating to just like go in and be like, I'm going to learn how to play golf. Because mm, it's tough. You you know that you are causing every, you're causing a slowdown to everyone else. You're holding up the group. Yeah. That's never a place you want to be. Right. You know what my answer to this, for this, Sally, is cooking. Okay. And a yeah. very, like, I can get around. I can put a frozen pizza and do just fine here. I can even make a little flatbread. It's pretty good. I can make chicken. I can make a burger. But I want to be, like, good. See, I would I love would to impress. I would argue that cooking is actually a really easy skill to pick up. I okay. mean, some people are just are inherently bad at cooking mm-hmm. and always will be. But a lot of it is just practice. It is. It's and totally just doing it. The like great reps. thing about cooking is... Normally, again, the stakes are pretty low. Like, you are going to, as long as you're cooking everything thoroughly, like, you're not going to, like, poison yourself. And if you're cooking for yourself, like, I think that was, I cooked a lot in my 20s. And the best part was, like, if something didn't taste great, Mm -hmm. I'm the only person eating it. So it's like, okay, whatever. But when you start reading enough recipes and following enough recipes, you start understanding like what ingredients go together or how long something will take. Yeah. When you make something enough times, you realize you can start making substitutions, things like that, Mm -hmm. that cause you to be a more intuitive cook. And then there are always things that again, you have to be taught, but can be taught like by watching a YouTube or video or an Instagram reel or something one of the things I'm talking about is like knife skills, like learning to correctly chop something. Sure. Is like really important. Um, and that's, I think, how you can tell like how somebody is like an elevated cook mm-hmm. is how they prepare their food and like how they cook it. Like, I think I've come a long way in terms of cooking because I used to like overcook meat. Oh, like I I do it. because I'm scary. Or you're I'm scared, scared of, you're yeah. Gonna, but then you realize like, okay, what it takes to. Like, cook something, what, like, where, like, what actually needs to be fully cooked chicken. Yes. And when you can, like, take a little more liberty, like, steak. Mm-hmm. And, like, when it, it's better to, like, undercook it and then continue cooking it versus, like, burning the shit out of it and then it's well done. Yeah. Oh, I, I, that's my, like, putting a, a chicken breast on a pan is, like, my worst nightmare. But like because I just don't, following, I just don't know. following like food 
food Instagram, like food blogger Instagrams is like the easiest way to get involved because you, you can watch someone cook and then follow their recipes. And the more you do it, and like I said, you're not yeah. you're not cooking for a bunch of people. I mean, you could be, but like you're not starting off cooking Thanksgiving dinner. Right. Start right, by right, cooking right. for yourself. Yeah. That's all you need. Yeah. I did. Uh, I did cook Thanksgiving dinner for my family this year for the first time. It's a cool feeling when you're like, yeah, manning the kitchen, and and because it was just me, my dad who can't eat anything right now, and my sister and and her boyfriend. So it was mm-hmm. just basically the three of us. Yeah, and it was like a just I threw a turkey breast like in the oven. Yeah, but I was doing all the other stuff, and it was it's a cool like that kind of inspired me to answer this question, being like, oh, it's it's cool to like have the towel over your shoulder and kind of be running the kitchen right. a little bit. So I did that. I, that got me thinking like, hey, I could. I could I could enjoy this versus just throwing like you know pasta and red sauce together. You know what is like a really small life skill that Will possesses that I really have a lot of respect for. What's that? Will is great at starting and maintaining a fire. Oh, maybe that's just a really easy skill. As in, like in a backyard, you mean? Or no, like just our fireplace. Oh yeah. That's a good skill. I have that skill too. He's got like a roaring fire going at all Mm -hmm. times. It's like never really burning out. It doesn't take a lot of effort from him. I'm like, if someone handed me like the tools, I could probably fumble through that. Mm -hmm. Part of it's probably because like we never had fires going. Right. It's because you're from the the south and us in the north, we we had to walk uphill both ways to school in the snow and make a fire at night for our families. Maybe the people who like live in the northeast are like scoffing. I mean, they're like, such an idiot. It's well, no, you're like getting a fire going is not necessarily the hardest thing, but a good fire that will maintain itself with proper oxygen flow and right. architecture is is not as easy as it looks. I like, well, and I don't think I realized how um, <laughs> you're just like paper the skill it fire. took. Yeah. You know, like I'm like, oh, you like light a match and throw it in there, and people are like, no. I'm like, okay, sorry. I have vivid, so it's like a Christmas memory, vivid memories of my grandfather. They used to have a uh, a big, you know, the wood stoves uh-huh. that are like separate with the big, you know, tower going through the roof Yeah, type we of have, thing. my dad has a grill like that. Oh, inside. it's, it's. Yeah. Like a smoker. Like yeah. It is my one thing that I will demand I have in my house someday. If yeah. I have the opportunity to build, it'll be like wood stove, that corner, no, no right. questions asked. Um. And like the fires we would build together, because you know you 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 kind of make it in the triangle. You get the kindling just right, not too much, not too little. The starting process, the main the maintenance, the the uh, oxygen. There's a lot go that goes into it. So I'm glad that Will has that skill. I don't. This like people are gonna think I'm the biggest idiot, but again, this goes back to like we didn't have fires when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. Like once every two years, probably. Sure. I didn't even realize till I was probably like. I don't know, 28, that, like, fireplaces had vents that you had to, like, open or close. Oh, wow. The flu. Like, why would I know what that was? Like, I've you... never made built a fire. <laughs> I had, like, I just always think I assumed, and as I'm saying this a lot, I'm like, wow, I'm so dumb. But, like, I just always assumed fireplaces were, like, open to the atmosphere. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, and I guess why would you, why would you it, know, like, though? Like, if it's raining, like, why wouldn't rain come through your fireplace? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like, Well, also, because it's I not, like, it. one giant hole in your, like, hole. You not, know, but... not anymore, yeah. Now they have covers on. Right. But, like, I would have never known that. I think it actually happened one time because I was out at a ranch with some girls, and we started a fire. And, and the flue was have... closed. And... Yes, and it was, like, just mass amounts <laughs> yeah. of, like, CO2 in our face. We're like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> what is happening? Or like, a, yeah, carbon yeah. dioxide. We were like, this is, now we're going to die. Yeah. Like, the but we kept fires... thinking it was open, but it was like so oh much like smoke in the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny story? Same kind of deal. But uh, a, an ex-girlfriend and I were in Lake Placid at my condo mm-hmm. doing like a ski weekend type of thing. And we're like, oh, I want to start the fireplace. It's really nice. It was cold out, like freezing, like 20 degrees below zero cold outside. And we would have started a fire anyway. But we we're starting the fire, open the flue, get it going, and that starts happening. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, no. And then the fire alarm starts going off. Uh-oh. So the door is open. All windows are open. Fire's still, like, 
raging. But because of the cross-ventilation, is it like going insane? No, it's just it's just blowing through the house. Yeah. Like it's 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 not a good situation. It's negative twenty outside, so we're like freezing at the same time. Right. Come to find out, I like put the fire out, water, close the doors, look up, and there was ice that was just co- uh, totally blocking the yeah. chimney. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that sucks. So yeah. We had, no, we had no fire that night, nor the rest of the weekend, which was a bummer because it was a very nice fireplace. And I love fire. Yeah. Anyway. Want to hear from a sponsor? Yeah. There's no segue. I had two really good segues and one that doesn't work so much. But yeah. happy holidays from Express VPN. It's the season of giving. But you've already given enough to your internet service provider, Sally. If you haven't been using ExpressVPN every time you've gone online this year, and I'm not just talking about the enormous internet bill you pay every month, every time you go online without ExpressVPN, your provider, like AT&T or Verizon, can see and log on or log every single website that you visit. And yes, that includes all the sites you visit in incognito mode, Sally. On top of overcharging you, they're also legally allowed to sell all your browsing activity to third-party advertisers for massive profits. Quite the business model. And that's why I'm done giving to my internet service provider because I always go online with ExpressVPN. The app encrypts and reroutes 100% of my network data through their secure servers so my provider can't see a thing. It couldn't be easier to use, too. Simply fire up ExpressVPN on any of your devices, phone, laptop, whatever. Tap one button to connect and that's it. Unlike your ISP, ExpressVPN is committed to your privacy. Their privacy policy has been audited by third parties, so you can rest assured that your data is not being logged by anyone. Again, you've given enough to your ISP this year. It's time for you to start taking. So take back your internet privacy today with the VPN rated number one by TechRadar and Mashable. Visit expressvpn.com mail and get three extra months of ExpressVPN for free. That's Express vpn.com e-x-p-r-e-s-s vpn.com slash mail expressvpn.com slash mail to learn more let's do a voicemail so okay what's up fam uh, i got a quick question for you so during covid i decided to go on a little bit of a hotness journey and join a gym and got a personal trainer and uh and the results did work but now that I am back in the office and also just my time's a little short and my wife and I are saving up to hopefully buy a house soon, I feel like the personal training route isn't really something that uh, I'm interested in anymore. But I still want to go to the gym. So what is the best way to break up with my personal trainer while also continuing to go to the same gym? All right. Thanks. Shouts to him for his hotness journey and completing it. it. Um, how do you break up with a personal trainer that you're going to see every day? No different than a girlfriend or a boyfriend, for that matter. I mean, could you just like blame it on money and be like, I can't afford this anymore? Yeah, I think that's the easy way out. I'd still feel weird about seeing him or her and being like, ooh, sorry. Like, I can afford this gym, but I can't afford you. Like, hope hope you get clients, man or woman. Yeah. It'd be tough. It'd be tough. I'd switch gyms because I don't like confrontation. Yeah, I mean, probably I would too. Like, my advice is to not do that, mm-hmm. especially if you found a gym you like. Uh, I personally have never had a personal trainer that I've had like a huge relationship with. Usually, it's somebody that like I've used, like my sister's used or something like that. So gotcha. it's like when I stopped going, I just blamed like being busy or finances. Mm-hmm. But I've never like had a personal trainer at a gym that i went to so i don't really feel that bad what yeah what if you so what if you go to the gym after this and you're not doing as well and you start to like and the results start slipping away from you and you're like i need i need my buddy back what if they're just like no screw you man I'm out. yeah i think that's why it's probably if you're gonna stay at the same gym and not ghost them um <laughs> it's probably important to just tell them mm-hmm. be like hey i think like, really appreciated, like, everything you've done. you really helped me a lot. I'm going to take a break from personal training. You don't really need to, like, owe them any explanation. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like any other thing. Like, like hey, it worked. 
I don't I don't need you anymore. Yeah. Like, and it's great that y'all can be friends, but like yeah. that you like give them the opportunity to like get another client. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like you don't it's like breaking up with a hairstylist or something. Like they're probably it's your friend tough. too. Yeah. They're like, they're like they're a certain type of friend. Yeah. Right? That you that knows a lot about you, but you've never like invited them over to your house. Correct. Because you like interact with them yeah. in a weird situation that's not like going out with friends. Um I I always think honesty is the best policy. And it's easy to just say, like, hey, I I'm giving up personal training. For now, you don't owe them any explanation. If mm-hmm. they ask you, you can tell them, like, I just am whatever excuse you want to give, whether it's the truth or not. If you feel like you're letting them down easier, being like, I can't afford it mm-hmm. or whatever, like, I'm too busy for training sessions or whatever. Mm-hmm. But also you can just be like, I'm not doing it. And then you owe them nothing. Yeah. Are you the type of person, can you walk in a gym and feel motivated? And like, I'm going to crush this workout. No, no, I'm not either. I like gyms intimidate me. You know, I think I'm more of like one, I'm a class person, but you know, this is going to be sexist. Why are women so much more interested in classes and men are so much more interested in free weights and like the gym? I think women like classes or at least personally I do because like. You're, it's more of a social situation. Even if okay. you're not like speaking to the person around you, it's like kind of the team camaraderie of like we all are in this together. Got it. Okay. And it's like the um, there's less attention on you because collectively the like the attention is spread throughout the class. Mm-hmm. So you don't have like the personal one on one attention that you like might scare you away from like going and doing something. Gotcha. Okay. Um, on the flip side, I think. That's what is great about a personal trainer is like you get the one-on-one attention that you need mm-hmm. to like correct your form and stuff like that. I don't know. I like my personal fitness journey. Like I've never really been one to like go to the gym by myself and like do anything more than like run on a treadmill. Like gotcha. I just lack the knowledge and the motivation to like go lift weights. And that's just me personally. Like, I I need someone to tell me what to do. But I do think yeah. that when you've had a year or so of like doing the same workouts with a personal trainer and you don't need the motivation, like you know what to do in the gym. So maybe you don't need somebody like if you know how to like squat and deadlift and this and that and it's been a year and you know how to like have the correct form and you lack and you and you have the personal motivation to do it by yourself, like why do you need to pay somebody to be there? I think some people need that, like even even if they've been doing it for a year, they need that coach. Right. That's like no two more reps. Like don't. But it, don't. But if you if you are able to do it without them, like yeah, then you shouldn't have to pay somebody. Yeah, that's just the caveat. You feel bad. I agree. I agree. There's but, a lot of programs too. Like the one thing I liked about like personal training when I was younger, like 14, 15, like high school, you can do mm-hmm. the sports stuff. Yeah. Because you learn, one, you learn form. Two, you learn programs and yeah. sets and, and you should train your upper body this many times or that many times for these results and those results. Now that's all online. Yeah. And you can still help somebody out. They're like nine bucks for either an app, you know, mm-hmm. $7.99 a month for um, FitBod, for example, friend of the pod. Or you can buy a program for like fourteen bucks, support somebody, and get a whole three month, like step by step guide and rep by rep guide of what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So, I think you go that route. Just say, hey man, I'm I'm do- I'm doing my own thing. Yeah, you taught me everything you need to know. Now, thank you, Sensei. I will be. I'll let you know if I need your help again. Boom. Speaking of, I need to I need to get in the gym. I've just never been like a free weight kind of gal. Yeah, you're not in there bent like. I'm just really not like a gym person. Okay. I don't know. Are you like a pool person? Do you can you swim like laps? I mean, I could. I don't really want to. I don't really want to. I either. don't know. Like I, I really like my Peloton. I'm yeah, horrible Pel- about getting it on right now. Like I just haven't gotten on it in like a month. Yeah. 
Talks I crazy really time. lack a lot of motivation right now. A lot of that is just because I don't have the time. And I think now a lot of my like workouts that are not workouts, they're just like taking walks with Fritz. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have a, you have a, ch- a newborn child. Yeah. That's going to take a lot of your workout time. I'm just not, I'm not in the headspace right now to like devote a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And I probably need to get there. I definitely need to. I'm with you. I'm with you. I need My to go. Frank I need to get back to on go the to train. Berries with her, and I'm like, oh. yeah. The thing I have about no desire to go to Berries, the even thing about, I bought five classes, I have to go. Yeah. The thing about classes too, I guess it gives you like a time and a place to be there. Where the gym is like, oh, if I don't go in the morning, I'll go in the afternoon. Oh, and if I don't go in the afternoon, I'll go in the morning. My, I think my goal is to one day have a job that I can go to the gym at like noon, work in the morning, gym at noon, mm-hmm. shower get back to work in the afternoon and then be good to go for dinner. My boss, when I was working for Oppenheimer back in the day as a co-op, he did that every day. His office went to Equinox for an hour, came back, loved it. Yeah. Loved that method because in the morning I can't work out well. I'm not motivated. I don't want to get up. It's too early. I just have never been that person. In the afternoon I do much better in my workouts, but I want to go have a drink with a friend or – yeah. I just don't feel like it at five o'clock when I'm like, well, then I have to eat dinner and then my night's over and boom. Yeah. So noon workout guy, eventually, knock on wood, my goal. Yeah, my goal would just be to like maybe work out. I don't know. <laughs> just get one under your belt. Just get one rep in, you, you know? know. That's going to do it for the mail-in for the year, Sally. What a year it's been. What a year it's been. Do you have any final shower thoughts before we say goodbye until 2022? I truly don't. Do you have Nothing. any? Uh, favorite location for New Year's Eve? Uh, my own house. Ooh. In? <laughs> like not going out at all? Yeah. I think as I've gotten older, I um, don't care about New Year's Eve as much. And I, I, have, I have transitioned from like whatever college party we were doing to like the post college like paying two hundred dollars for like an all you can drink like party that always ends up like under delivering to like a nice dinner with friends of mm-hmm. like good wine, good food to now honestly I'm like, well, we're not gonna like pay a babysitter to come watch Fritz. Uh I yeah. will drink uh we'll make a good meal, we'll have some wine, we'll go to bed early. <laughs> Before That's- the ball? I just I New Year's Eve is not my holiday. I have yeah. said this in the past. We um went to a New Year's Eve wedding, which was really fun. Like a great We've a talked great about this way to like be at a wedding. It's like a built in party. It, I loved it. Yeah. We had a great time. Okay. I'm not gonna poo poo it because I've never done it. Mm-hmm. But until I go to one, I'm out on them. No, they're so fun. It's it's honestly a great wedding. A great wedding setup. The reason I'm out, though, is because my favorite way to do New Year's is at a ski house or mountain house or house okay, with friends. Okay, yeah, I get that. That's a good Go one. rent a house with 12 people and stay in that night. It is the best way to do it because you always get trashed. You always make a fun meal. It's not healthy. There's Tostitos and salsa everywhere and like yeah. people just... Have a blast. That's that's the most fun I've had for New Year's, bar none. I'm just not a New Year's girl anymore. Take it or leave it. Yeah, it, it kind of in the same way that I like don't didn't really care about Halloween and probably will now more that I have a kid. Gotcha. But like it's really like showing my age that I just could care less about New Year's. <laughs> New Year's doesn't do anything for you. New Year's like mm-hmm. it's like yeah. I, yeah, I, I mean, know. I get it. I'm never going to go to New York City for New Year's. That, no, well, I mean, I no. did. I, that's when I did like the $150 party open bar ticket thing. Mm-hmm. Hated it. Yeah. We'll never do that again. I've stayed in that's by myself a, or with a roommate. The party's yeah. such a money grab. And then they're oh, like, oh, like, uh, like, voof, toast at midnight. You're like, yeah. really? Like, that's it? Yeah. That, we get the like four. They move in a photo booth? Like, yeah. yeah. Okay. And then like shitty well drinks for like $150. Mm-hmm. That's what I chose. Ugh. Never again. That's why wedding is fun when it's your friends. Like you're not like a one-off guest. That's true. I Okay. It is now my goal to attend a New Year's Eve wedding open, yeah. open-mindedly. Yeah. And not begrudgingly. 
Because somebody else is throwing the party. You don't have to deal with it. I'm sure at some point, one year, we'll throw a New Year's Eve party. Yeah, that'll be like, that's fun. Couples or, yeah. or My parents used to throw people. a New yeah. Year's Eve party, which was always really fun and like okay. exciting when we were kids. Because yeah. like we wouldn't stay up for it, but like they would get all like, you know, done up. Yeah, they get all like prepped and it's fun to have a party. It's fun to host a party. Yeah. I get it. Um, that'll do it, Sal. Anything else? I think that's it. That's it. Subscribe on iTunes, rate five stars, please. Give us a review and tell a friend about the podcast. Hit the hotline number to leave a voicemail, 888-362-MAIL. That's 888-362-6245. Or you can write in at the link in the Twitter bio at Podcast. Sally, where can the folks find you? You can find me at Sally DeFries on Instagram and Twitter. Shots to uh, 5K on the gram, right? Oh, what? You hit 5,000 followers? Really? Should I take a picture with some balloons? I think you, yeah, that you should. I'm surprised that 5,000 people want to keep following my vaccine content. <laughs> I might have lost some people today. <laughs> okay. We're still above 5,000. Okay, good, good, good. That's nice. I am at Schmerriman, S-H-M-E-R-R-I-M-A-N on both Twitter and Instagram, and we'll see you guys next year. Next year. Bye-bye.